0: Hey everybody, welcome into episode 18 here of the Red Letter Day podcast. We have a lot to talk about, as I said last week on this episode. Bringing in two people for this episode. I wasn't sure who to bring in, so I just brought in two people. We got producer t Bulbs, Jason Zabaldo back, and we got my brother Vincent back on the podcast. Vincent, have you been on since your episode back after the football game? Uh, I forget if you've been on I think I was on like the Marvel debate. Yeah, on, like, in one a, part a debate appearance. I right. think I think I was on like a. I think I was on part two in the Marvel debate. Maybe okay. So no episode appearances for Vincent since then. <laughs> probably a good thing. Probably a good <laughs> thing based based on that performance. But we'll leave that alone. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it, but. Lots to talk about today. We have a lot to get to. Like I said, want to touch on the LIV golf as they have a big tournament coming up in New Jersey this weekend. So, Tobaldo and I are going to go on that. Vincent's going to hop in if he knows a little bit about it. But we've got to start off with one big thing here. Big news. Big news, Vincent. You weren't here. Tobaldo was live on the call when this happened. I got my first Fall Guys W the other night. First W? Through. First, first w. w. And I've been playing this game for... I guess it can be considered over a year, but mm-hmm. we had that gap because once we stopped playing and it wasn't free, but it just became free again in June. Yeah. So I've been playing for about a month and I haven't had a win. And I got my first win the other night on yeah. FaceTime with Zobaldo and Colin.
1: I got to say, I, I've known Nick a long time, like 10 years or so, I'd say probably now. I have never seen Nick more excited than after this Fall Guys W. This was the most excited I think I've ever seen him. I will say, had to get a little help. On the Fall Guys W, I had to, you know, I had to take yeah. one for the team. A little sacrifice play, you know what I mean? Carried, but, carried on, the, on the but way. But I had to get him a crown. To get him a You're crown. flexing a W on in Tavoldo's Vol- carry?
0: Let me explain. Okay, let me give this explanation. First thing is, there's a video of this. We have a FaceTime screen record, courtesy of Colin. No audio, but a screen record. So this is definitely going to get posted on the Red Letter Day account for everybody to see my reaction. Probably the most hype that I've ever been in my life for a video game or anything to be totally honest like Tavola just said but let me explain so the final round of this game for those of you who don't play fall guys pretty much i guess it's a game of mini games i guess you could yeah. say races team events all that good stuff and you got to get to the final so you start with 60 people and the final person last man standing wins usually about four to five rounds so we get to the fifth round and now this round is about would you say eight eight to 10 people yeah around, around there around there all right so this this final round It's this game where you're on this big platform and there's a bunch of different spaces on this platform. And throughout the course of the game, the spaces will fall off. And now if you go in that gap, you lose because you obviously fall off the platform. But there's also these bombs, like circular bombs you have. And you can pick them up and throw them. But if you hold on to them too long, you'll blow yourself up and you'll fall off the edge. Just like that. So we go quick. The game starts and six people get, um, I guess, let's say there was nine people. So six yeah. people get eliminated really quick. And there's three people left. Me, Sabaldo, and this rando. Yeah. Now, this rando
1: was good. He had us in the washer on spin cycle. I, yeah. I My head was
0: spinning. I was running in circles. It, it was a mess. So what happened was I got caught on one platform on the opposite side I got caught on one space on the opposite side of the platform. Tobaldo and this other guy were on the other side of the platform. Now, Tobaldo realized what he had to do. He knew he had to make the sacrifice play here, get this guy off, and then he was going to eliminate himself and help me get this crown, which I admit would have been more Mickey if Tobaldo had simply jumped off the end and I won the crown. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. So this guy puts Tobaldo in the absolute spin cycle. Tobaldo's holding him. Tobaldo blows him up, both of them up, and they both stay on. Okay. But what ends up happening is this guy eliminates Tobaldo somehow, or Tobaldo falls I, I'll, off I'll be honest. By I, I he
1: was he was running so much and doing so many jumps. I just I messed up. I, I crumbled under the pressure. I'll, I'll be completely honest. So now
0: T-Balls is gone, and it's me and this rando. And I'm screwed because I'm stuck on this platform. All the pl- all the spaces around me have fallen off. So now I am stuck on a single space on the opposite side of the platform. And this guy could run in a huge circle, and he just has the right away to throw those mini bombs at me and explode me. So what happens is this guy's throwing them at me. And I'm like, I got nothing to do. The only good thing for me is my space had the bombs. So they would uh, respawn and I could throw them at the guy. But I can't reach.
1: Yeah, I, and I'll be honest, uh, Nick's aim on these on these bomb throws, not exactly... Uh, it's not see, not I've, the see, I've seen him; th- it's brutal. Not exactly
0: really. elite. So I, I don't know if he was accomplishing that. <laughs> Pretty much my play is when the platform is still full to so just walk up to people and explode us both. Mm-hmm. And then luck of the draw, hopefully I stay on. But what happens... This guy's throwing him at me, and I, I'm, I realize that I'm done here. But what happens? This guy holds onto a bomb for a few seconds too long.
1: He's trying to get the perfect timing. He knows he needs the perfect timing to eliminate you.
0: He explodes himself, falls off of the platform, and Nick walks out of here with his first crown and fall, guys. It was a good moment. It was hype. I, I was, was excited. excited. It was a hype moment. I, I was willing to make
1: the sacrifice play. You know, I won a few crowns. I, I hate it. Nick. Nick's a, a good enough player. He should have had a crown by now. I will say that. So, so service I, will play. He gets the job done. He gets the job done. So we had we had to make sure he at least got one there. Luckily, the guy the guy crumbled under the
0: pressure. He couldn't. He held onto the ball too long. You put me on a squads game. I'm a good squads member. Oh like, yeah. 100%. You put me in like if I'm with three or four people like. Well, not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the. I'm not the best player your like, you're seen. You're like you're like three. You're like three. But I'm not terrible. Mm. I can be serviceable and I can get the job done. I can get to the finals. We told Colin that the other day. We can get to the finals. Mm-hmm. I just haven't won the final, but now I have. So now I'm feeling crowns going to be coming. Left it's and like right. you broke you broke the dam. You know what I mean? They're they're all gonna they're all gonna start flooding in. The floodgates are open for crowns in this household. Vincent's going to be getting them. Uh, um, I, I, already be already get them. I already get I Vincent gets them all the time. Vincent might be
1: one of the sweatiest Fall Guy players I've oh, ever I seen really, in my I'm entire life. I'm just saying, I, I log on Vincent. You know, they got the, in the Fall Guys. They got this thing called the Battle Pass. Tracks how much you play. You get more stuff the more you play. Vincent's like completely done the Battle Pass. I'm on like tier five. I I'm mean, not he's on the Battle Pass. He's, he's cruising. He's got like eight crowns. I mean, this this man. But he's a Fall Guys pro. You got to respect it. I, I, I just got the job done. But but like, here's my question, right? So if, if Tavaldo eliminates that guy, Tavaldo, do you jump off, or do you try? And get, do you try? Here's to the thing, right? My, try my elimination play was always a a try to take him down with me strategy. Okay. You know what but, I mean? But but, in a, but let's in, in a hypothetical. You take him down and you in, stay on. All right in that hypothetical situation, right? I'm I'm all because I've got I've got like five crowns. You know what I mean? So I'm not really like it's oh not God. the end of the world. Okay. I'm asking Nick, right? Because here's the thing. I, I could just make the jump off, and, and that's a respectable play. But I also feel like in that situation, right, I don't want Nick to have a, a Mickey Mouse W a of D- me D- jumping D-W. off. So in that situation, we got nothing but time. I'm asking Nick, what do you want me to do here? Am I jumping off or you want to fight this out? He says fight it out. Oh, if you're fi- if you're it's fighting good. it out, here's the thing. I've seen some throw film of Blast balls, too. Not that good. Not here's the not thing. not that good. Uh, Unless you're better. I'm I, better now. I'm you better now. Okay, you're better now. Okay, I, I I was so I, do, you, do you take him down in like 5 seconds? you think here's the thing right there's so few platforms left at this point it's um, really just like four of them i it's i don't know if i'm making the jump to the bombs you know what i mean okay, so i okay. it's very possible i make a mistake in this situation but if i get my hands on, on a bomb platform and it's just who can aim the bombs better you got it no disrespect nick i i think it's over i think none it's
0: taken. Over. <laughs> none taken but i have to tell you if it came down to that situation a part of me wants to say my answer would be fight it out. But then another part of me wants to say that I would just want the crown. But you're right, it would be too mickey of a crown mm-hmm. and a win. I think I would have eventually I think I would have said, no, we gotta fight this out. And yeah. I would have just banked on you probably blowing yourself up. That was yeah. probably my game plan. Because like I said, I was in a bad spot. Even in that situation, if I could throw the bombs pretty good, I was too far to mm-hmm. reach anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there was that. Well
1: point. you have to get like you can get it cross map, but you have to get
0: like the perfectly timed jump, which I don't I even I can't really get that that often, so So we'll see. I'm hoping to get to some more finals now, have some more times hop on maybe we'll hop on tonight. We'll see. We'll get some games going, we'll see what's going on tonight. But big thing for this episode of the podcast that we wanted to get into. Big news this weekend with the L A V golf tournament coming in to New Jersey. I believe it's at the Trump International Golf Course and I think it's Bedminster. Bedminster, New Jersey. Yeah, I, mean um, so. I think that I think it's up north up there. Anyways, it's going to be in New Jersey this weekend. And I wanted to jump in and get into what exactly this was and how it's affecting the PGA Tour. Everybody's opinions on it because I think it's important to touch on this a little bit and dive deep into the LIV Golf. So for those of you that do not know what it is, I kind of just want to give a quick little background and then we're going to jump into our discussion here. So the Gulf, LIV Golf was formed by it's backed by the Saudi Arabian government. Um, The Public Investment Fund, which is what they use to invest in all different things across the world. They're invested, believe it or not, even in Disney, Uber, Starbucks, Twitter, Facebook. They're They're invested in a lot of things. Things that you wouldn't think that the Saudis have an investment in, they are invested in. So this LIV Golf is just another one. It's an invitational golf series, um, different than the PGA Tour. It has a totally different format. They want to jump into a little bit different, trying to bring new fans into the game and get new people to watch Basically, become a rival of the PGA Tour and take players away from it. It's a, uh, it's a fifty-four hole tournament. Um, Liv is the Roman numerals, which actually at first I didn't know because I didn't know that. People were pronouncing now. it Live Golf, L I V Golf. So I was like, what am I supposed to say and not sound like an idiot? So I mm-hmm. looked it up and it's the Roman numerals. So okay. fifty-four. And if you get a fifty-four birdies, you know, you get a score of a fifty-four. So if somebody, side note, If somebody actually ever scores a fifty-four, they get some sort of like bonus which is kind of crazy. Because yeah, nobody's ever going to birdie no. 54 holes, but a $20 million purse is awarded to the players based on their final scores. Team component awards the final 5 million of the purse to the top three teams. So they have a, they have solos pretty much. You're a solo player, be you it your team game as well. It with involved in the game. It's this whole different super tournament. I guess they were calling it over the end. And like I said, this weekend it's going to be up in New Jersey. They have tournaments throughout the U S and Boston. They're going to have some overseas And it's a whole new thing. Um, But the big thing that made it huge here is how they're getting their players. So what they're doing is they're taking players from the PGA Tour and offering them tons and tons of money. And you have big names coming over. It's not just like the low-end PGA Tour guys coming in. Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, just to name a few. Those are the three biggest, in my opinion, right now just because they've won tournaments before. Huge names. Huge names. I don't know the exact number, but I know Phil Mickelson was offered, I believe it was over $200 million, Wow! and Dustin Johnson was offered over $150 million a lot to of participate in these tournaments. It's a lot of money, and it's way more than they've earned lifetime on the PGA Tour. They've earned, the PGA Tour, for their events, takes so much money from the TV revenue and all that, mm-hmm. and doesn't give all of that to the players. Don't get me wrong, they still get a nice, nice chunk yeah. of change at the end of winning tournaments. But they're, they're comfortable. They're <laughs> comfortable. For winning tournaments, though. Mm-hmm. If you don't make the cut at a PGA tournament, certain positions you won't get a dime. Here, wow. LIV Golf, if you come in last place, you're still getting paid. I believe it's still over $100,000. i am actually going to take a look at it in a little bit just to get the exact number. But the top winners, you're walking out with millions for the win. And if you lost, Dustin Johnson, for example, he came in last every single event. He's getting that last place money along with that $1 to $50 million contract. So he is well off. Oh, yeah. He's nowhere to be. No, uh, He has no right to be upset with that money that he's waking, uh, making in these tournaments. Like I said, though, this is backed by the Saudi Arabian government, and that's where people are taking issue with it right now. Saudi has had some ties in the U.S., as I just said, with Disney, Starbucks, etc. They've had ties with the WWE F one Formula One racing, which we're going to jump into a little Mm -hmm. bit here, but it's these huge, uh, these money. The money's going in these places for one thing and one thing only. That's for the Saudis to try and make as much money as they can, Mm -hmm. and I think they're trying to just get involved as much as they can. And
1: and and I think it's about changing their image. I think it's a, a little bit about you know. Uh, having biggest biggest sports events come there and have their name tied to these big sports events, it's changing their image away from some of the uh, less desirable things uh, people often say
0: about their country, which I'm sure we'll get into some of the negative plots of the negative things. So the big thing that all these guys have discussed was the murder of well, how do you pronounce it? Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi, who was you know a little bit more about the story mm-hmm. than me. Yeah, so he was a, a
1: U.S. Uh, citizen, I believe, a journalist um, who. I believe was in Turkey at the time. And it basically came out shortly after, you know, the investigation into his death that he was uh, ordered that the the murder of him um, was ordered by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Um, So they have direct ties uh, to his death. And, you know, that's that's basically ordering a a murder on an American citizen. And, you know, that's people aren't going to take that lightly at all
0: and that was a whole big thing. You guys can go check out that whole story. If we dived into that, we could be here all day. Oh yeah. Discussing that whole thing. We have the whole 9/11 situation with the Saudi Arabian government. Mm-hmm. So, lots of things here that little little shape, not even well, just a little well, bit, but
1: and, and and on top of that, the human rights issues with, you know, their treatment of women and the LGBTQ community. Um, you know, those are big issues that they don't treat, you know, their citizens properly, and that's not something, you know. Uh, I want to be supporting,
0: and I want to get into that. So we're going to jump back into the LIV Golf, but I want to start out with the investments that they made first. For me, as we talked about on previous episodes, I'm a big wrestling fan, watched WWE, AEW, but the WWE does have a partnership with Saudi Arabia. Now, I don't know if that's really going to change now that the whole Vince McMahon situation, which once again, another topic that we could totally, oh yeah, jump into and be here all day, but. The Saudis have an agreement with WWE. WWE's put on their pay-per-views in the country. They've had their Super Showdown events, Crown Jewel events. Even during the pandemic, I believe that one of their first shows back was in Saudi. They get the big names going out there. Brock Lesnar goes out there. Certain guys do not go out there. though. That's a big thing. Guys like mm-hmm. Sami Zayn refused. Daniel Bryan, when he was with them, refused to go out there and wrestle for them. And one of the main reasons was because of those women's rights issues. So WWE started with them, they went out there and did their pay-per-views, but when they started, from 2014 to 2019, no women's matches were allowed on the card. I don't think any women employees were allowed to be present at the event. Renee Young, who was announcing at the time, wasn't allowed to announce the event. Fast forward a few years, I'm not exactly, I think it was 2017, 2018, or it was I think it was after 2019, so 2020, she comes in and Renee Young's finally allowed to announce. Still no women's matches. On the card, and I remember it was one one of the pay-per-views, and it's mentioned here. I believe it was the 2019 Crown Jewel event, which is where they were going to have the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia between Natalia and Lacey Evans. But just think about that, 2019, and they're just approving of their first women's sporting event, WWE match mm-hmm. in the country, which is crazy to think about. And even with doing that, the women still had to be in full body suits; they had to be fully covered. They couldn't wear their normal ring gear. They were in long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants. It's crazy for that kind of a, to, you know, wear long sleeves for a sporting event like that. The hair was tied up. So don't get me wrong. Groundbreaking event. But at the same time, it makes you sit back and realize how far behind some oh, of these yeah. countries are that are uh, around the world. And we have that. So we saw that with the WWE. The Khashoggi killing was a big thing with them because mm-hmm. it put the pressure on them. Like, hey, are you guys still going to do this? Because this was prime in the middle of their relationship with the Saudis. This happened in 2018, big moves from them. I know some of the senators in this country, congressmen were telling the WWE to pull out because the WWE, WWE has had its problems with Congress in the past. Oh yeah. The whole steroid scandal and all this. So it's not a, they're not hiding from anybody. They're not a hidden company. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about them and everybody knows that they're deals. So what WWE decided to do back then was they continued to promote the show of in Saudi Arabia but they didn't mention that it was in Saudi Arabia. At that point, it's kind of like... So they were promoting their pay-per-view, but their, I guess, way around this was to just not say it was in Saudi Arabia. And I believe even on the live show, they might have mentioned it very quickly once, like, hey, we're live from... but then never mention it again. Mm-hmm. Probably in the contract, they have to mention it once. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, hey, you got to say where you're working, but no, they didn't mention it at any time during that. And like I said, they had players, um, wrestlers who didn't want to go, I believe Roman Reigns didn't even go in twenty nineteen. So big name guys that refused to go to these events, but they still put it on because what did the Saudis do? They gave them money. And the contract they signed was huge. I'd say that's
1: kind of spineless almost from the WWE because own up to your decisions. Don't try to hide that you're in Saudi Arabia. If the money's that important to you, let people know what you're doing at least so they can make an informed decision. I'm not a fan of that of that move on their part.
0: So here's here's the thing with that though. It's the money always all about the money it's always about the money everybody's got a price Mm -hmm. and it's hard to figure out what that price is for other people but you can find it out for yourself so the wwe knows what their price is players in the liv golf know what their Mm -hmm. price is you and i vincent know we know what our prices are so that's the thing how can you turn down these enormously large contracts even if you know who you're getting into bed with like you understand Mm -hmm. what they've done what they support But people just can't turn down that money, which is Mm -hmm. why people are calling this blood money, Oh yeah, especially with the golfers. That's the big thing that they've been asking in the press conference, that they're just taking this blood money from the Saudis and how do they feel about these human rights issues. And most of these guys just are like, listen, I'm here to play golf. You know, they offered Mm -hmm. me X amount of money. I took it because it's the best thing for my family. Mm -hmm. And we move on. I'm going to do this. And reporters are just coming at them because they're just, how do you support an organization like this? Mm Mm-hmm. It's about, it's
1: about their, their morals, you know, and it's, here's the, the one, the one thing I will say in regards to some of these professional athletes, I know you said some of the lower tier golfers, uh, they don't make as much at some of these PGA tours. Um, but for these big golfers, I mean, you're already making, there's a point where you're making enough money where you're comfortable. And I feel like you need to to have the morals to say, you know, Hey, I don't need this money if this is what it's going to, um, so I feel like it's, it's like I used the word before, the WWE, yeah, I'll use it again. I think it's a little spineless from some of these golfers here to say, you know, oh, you know, this money is going to help my family. A lot of times you already got the money. You know what I mean? I, not as much, but you got the money. So if I was them, I, I'd turn that down at that point.
0: So with that, because I wanted to look it up, for, for just comparison's sake, PGA Tour, right? The biggest event of the year is the Masters, the mm-hmm. Masters Tournament. The winner of this tournament gets paid $2.7 million and the total purse, 15 million. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's everybody's getting whatever towards the end of that 2.7 million to win the biggest event in golf. Some people say one of the best sporting events there is Mm -hmm. looking at LIV golf for the 48 player tournament in each event, first place, $4 million, each event, $4 million. You look at last place, 48 positions last place yeah. $120,000 to come in dead last you have a terrible day yeah. you bogey every single hole you go, out, you go out there you hop on the cart you have a few beers <laughs> do your thing last place $120,000 I go I hit it every hit everything into the water for the day and just wrap it up and like I said the PJ tour you come there and you don't make the cut <laughs> you nothing. make nothing you walk out mm-hmm. with zero so that's why some of these golfers are once again coming across. just that That's a nice secondary payment, mm-hmm. but it's those big money contracts that guys sure. on the PGA Tour that aren't getting. But the big controversy with that for the most part here is that the PGA Tour, along with other tours, have now begun to ban players. So guys who are playing in the LAV tournaments are not going to be allowed to play in PGA events, which personally, I don't know how that's going to work out for the PGA because you're taking out some of the best players the in the players. world. Yeah. If, you want, if you want those revenue deals to continue to come your way, you need big players. You can't have me and you going out on the PGA Tour and expect people to watch. You need guys that are good, guys that can compete. And if they're not paying them, they're going to be competing for somebody else. And if you ban them from your own place, there's no way they're going to be and, competing for you. And is Liv Golf signing exclusive deals with some of these players, or are they just
1: they're just signing them to join and they're still allowed to compete elsewhere? So, from my
0: understanding, is that if they sign with them, there's no restrictions; they can compete wherever. Okay. But the thing is, they're getting banned, banned from, from whatever it. events mm-hmm. that they're going. I want to find here exactly what they're saying. But like I said, I know what the PGA Tour is definitely telling players that they cannot play because
1: exclusivity. I mean, any industry, you know, exclusivity hurts hurts the view the you know the the viewers because now you've got a, a fractured. You'll never see best on best, right? Because you know Tiger Woods, he, if he's not competing in the LIV Golf, he's still competing in the PGA Tour. You know, as a as a consumer, you got to look at this from that perspective too, and say. This isn't good for the game of golf as a whole because you're never going to get that best on best if everyone's fractured into their own
0: subgroups. It's almost alienating your fan base. So it's right here. So pretty much the PGA Tour announced and put out a press release that any player that participates in the LIV golf events could result in fines, suspensions, or bans. It, on June 9th, 2022, they announced that any members participating in the first LIV golf event were no longer eligible to compete in tour events or the President's Cup. Wow. But the, uh, the European Tour does not provide for banning players who are entering conflicting events. So they can still play in any of the European Tour events.
1: Is the European, I'm not super, is the European, I've never heard of the European tour. Is that that a big thing? Or is that kind of just a sub?
0: It's bigger, so you'll see in the US it's not as big, but when the guys go overseas to play, there's still big tournaments. Gotcha. There's huge tournaments on that end. So PJ tour, it's pretty much the PJ European tour. Um, Gotcha. So they sanction their events, the PJ here, the Masters. It's almost the club sanction their own. Okay. So like the Masters, um, that club will sanction, because I know the Masters has banned people in the past, I believe, actually. Mm-hmm. Just like, but just that club. So, think gotcha. okay, you could still play in any other tournament. And actually, the, the U.S., I think the Department of Justice right now is investigating the PGA Tour because of their anti-competition with LIV Golf, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Now, the U.S. government it's, is telling the PGA Tour that they can't do this to the Saudi Arabians who which, are which not I, on the same page with the
1: U.S. So, it's all over the place. It's, yeah, it's all, that, is, that sounds like a tangled up mess. That, that
0: sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's this whole thing about money. What do you turn down? What do you not turn down? For me, to be honest, and it's a whole discussion on sports radio, I hear it all the time. These guys are getting paid almost four to five times what they make, and people are criticizing them for taking that deal. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you right now. Someone comes to me and offers me the four to five times my salary to do whatever. Most likely, the answer is yes.
1: Unless it involves... Let's relax on whatever, Nick. I don't know about do
0: whatever. (laughs) Well career wise career wise okay whatever so like, let's say being a pharmacist right mm-hmm. if someone was like being a pharmacist whatever let me clarify you're right let me clarify <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that clarify. sounded a little bit let me clarify whatever but if someone was like hey here's four to five times your current salary we need you to be a pharmacist for the liv golf players and you're now associated with the saudis most likely the answer is going to be yes See, I, I I do feel like it's a different situation
1: though for you, right? And that in that situation, you know, you're making you know an average, a more average person's type salary. For for people like Rory McIlroy, he's got big brand deals. I'm sure I've seen him in commercials. You know, he's not hurting for cash. So at, at some point, it, it becomes a difference of. Whereas if you're getting five times your salary, you're moving from a place where you're, you know, you're making an everyday to you're, you're comfortable for life. You're, you're, you're good. You're making a solid salary way. It makes a much bigger impact on your life to make that salary upgrade than for him. Than
0: theirs. That is true. I so, that. so
1: I feel like, you know, when you've got that type of money and this might be a controversial opinion, you know, it's on you to kind of, you know. Put your your money where your mouth is and say I've already got the money. I don't I don't need to to, to participate in this because I'm going to be fine without it. And you know
0: I have beliefs against them. Which pretty much Tiger Woods did that exact Mm -hmm. same thing. Tiger Woods turned down a deal from the LIV Golf that was reportedly over five hundred million dollars and closer to one billion, and he said no. So there, I guess you could say morals or. It has to be morals because who's turning yeah. down that amount of money? Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods has probably made close to that in his lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think any anybody's just going to turn down that amount of no, money. No, for, for no reason. For, no reason. for yeah. no reason. But then you look at a guy like Phil Mickelson getting offered $200 million and he takes it. But Phil's had his own issues. Him and Tiger have had their, their issues. Mm-hmm. But Phil, the gambling issue, going in yeah. and falling off all that. So <laughs> a lot of things coming out that he needed the money, which mm-hmm. I have no idea. I can't speak yeah. on that. But he was back in, I think early this year, he said that he didn't want any part to do with this tournament. Mm -hmm. He called them scary mother effers to be involved Mm -hmm. with. And now all of a sudden... He flip-flops. And, and I, want you guys to, tune. I want you guys to listen to what he was asked at a press conference and what his response was. Hill, can you just clarify? You've apologized again just now. Can you just clarify what you're apologizing for? Is it you're sorry for speaking the truth about the Saudis or are you, are you sorry for the shameless hypocrisy of taking their money anyway?
1: I, I understand that many people have very strong opinions and may disagree with my decision. And I can empathize with that. Um, but um, at this time, this is uh, an opportunity that gives me a, a chance to have the most balance uh, in my life uh, going forward. And I think this is going to do a lot of good for the game. So here's the thing how is Mickelson like, not expecting? A question like that and he just goes through his whole response he's like uh well uh
0: like I don't know I just don't get how he wouldn't see something like that coming that's the first question I think he would need to expect being asked of him I
1: think it might just be a situation of he doesn't have a good answer to give you know what I mean besides saying it's the money you know which doesn't gonna go over well PR wise you know, what it,
0: is a good answer to that? Like, oh, you know, I respect what the Saudis have done. They're improving. Like, That's, yeah, not, that's not answer.
1: No, that's a terrible answer. He stutters
0: like, through all this, and at the end he goes, it'll be good for the game. Like, how is this going to be good for the game of golf? Mm-hmm. I believe the reporter then, his next question was, well, does the game of golf, it, not not this exact question, but does the game of golf bring somebody's life back? And then Mickelson once again stutters over the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, is, is the game of golf worth somebody's life? And it's wild. So these questions, these reporters were hard-hitting on these and guys. And you got to
1: res- give respect to the reporters, you know. that That's good journalism, get, get asking the tough questions.
0: I respect that type of journalism. A lot of people don't like journalism because you either get, oh, those are softball questions or mm-hmm. those questions are too hard. Why are you asking those? There's no in-between for journalists. I'd rather a journalist ask that hard-hitting question. Hard question. I want to see those people answer those and be held accountable for what they are. I'm not going to lie. If Miglison's answer to that question was... Two hundred million dollars. I would have not said a word. I would been like, or, okay. or if he said it was important for his
1: family or something like that. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the most respectable way he could have answered it. That's BS
0: to me. But you can't argue that. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's if BS. If he goes my family and the reporter comes back with that's BS, that's on the reporter. Then. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. could say that in your head. But if it's for his family, like that, that's Phil's answer, and you mm-hmm. have to, you have to let him go. With that's that. his best PR move there. That is the best. Instead of stuttering over answer, it's for my family, and it's two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. Next question.
1: Just be honest. You know, that's all we ask of you know, like professionals and stuff like this. Just you know, at least just be honest about why you're making decisions like this. That's what the people want to know.
0: Give us the truth. So the LIV Golf. We're gonna wrap it up, but I want to hear from Tabaldo because he knows a lot about this too, about the Saudi Arabian impact on the Formula F1 races and what they're doing there now and what they've been involved with.
1: Yeah. So this is actually a little bit of a different situation to the LIV Golf. Uh, obviously, very similar in the fact that it's, you know, you've got Saudi Arabia increasing their influence into the sport. Um, they don't obviously not like LIV Golf where they own uh, this league. F1's its own entity. Um, but the the company uh, Aramco is Saudi Arabia's national oil company. They've become a big title sponsor of F1. You'll see their name plastered all around the racetracks. And just recently, F1 started hosting the uh, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and Jeddah. And this year was one of the most controversial years, the uh, most controversial races I've seen since I became a fan a couple of years ago, because just before the race, a Houthi rebel missile Uh, hit a oil depot, uh, roughly about, I think, 13 kilometers ish uh, from where the race was being held. You know, there were literally cars on the track as as this explosion was going off in the distance. And um, F1 decided to keep the race going. And the reason for that, again, it all comes back to money because Aramco is a big sponsor. These races, they pay a ton of money just to host the host the race there. They set up the race and they pay to have it because it makes such a big economic impact. Um, but the difference here is the drivers wanted nothing to do with being there. The drivers, uh, because they race in 22 different countries, they say, you know, there's got to be better countries that we can go to. Big, you know, big motorsport countries like Germany, Germany. Um, don't have races, and a lot of people think that there should be a race there rather than Saudi Arabia, given the, the human rights issues and, and given you know the the Khashoggi situation. So, what ended up happening was after the, the missile hit the oil depot, the, um, the drivers had a, a drivers' meeting that they have every month, and it went uh, every race and it went late into the night. Basically, what ended up happening was the drivers wanted nothing to do with competing. They wanted to cancel. This is all uh, not confirmed, but widely speculated based on the reports that came out of it. I should say it's, it's alleged, but um, the drivers wanted nothing to do with, with having the race there. You know that they, they feel like they're not safe because of the war Saudi Arabia has going on um, in Yemen, that their their support in that civil war, and how that's overflowing into into uh, Saudi Arabia. So what ended up happening? Was Basically, the Saudi Arabian government, when they grant these racers in on on visas, on work visas, you know, to to race there, if the event is canceled, Saudi Arabia has the ability to just revoke these visas and detain these drivers in the country. And that's pretty much what what the F1 ended up saying, look, we, we make all this money from this event. And, you know, if we cancel this event, there's a chance you guys all could all get detained for being here illegally because, you know, the race is no longer here. So they had to go through with it, even against the unsafe conditions. And you have to look at it and say, you know, Formula One, the, the company that owns them, uh, Liberty Media, is putting their drivers in an unsafe position for money, Uh which, you know, this again goes back to Saudi Arabia trying to change their image, grow their influence uh, on the world stage and in sports. but. At the end of the day, these companies taking this money are putting their own product at risk.
0: And you see that with F1, LIV Golf, the WWE, Disney, Starbucks, Uber, it's all over the place. The big thing that I've seen with people now is that they're saying, we need to boycott everything that they're involved with. That's the only way that you're gonna change. That's the only way you're gonna really stick it to the Saudis or anybody that supports them. Can you really do that though? It's tough, it's tough. You wouldn't be able to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken an Uber? Have you ever gotten a cup of coffee at Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Have you ever sent out a tweet? Yeah. Have you ever watched F1? Have you watched LAV mm-hmm. Golf? Watch WWE? You're all over the place. It's involved with you. Rental properties, everything all over the place. They're involved with it. And it's tough to say, I'm not going to contribute to that. When in reality, you're subliminally, subliminally contributing to that. Mm-hmm. And F1 saw that firsthand. Oh, yeah. They couldn't back out. They, if mm-hmm. they left, that happened with the WWE. Going back to that a little bit, they the next day after their event, they couldn't leave the country for some reason. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon got out of there. The the Saudis were upset with something on the show, and they were all stuck there. Yeah, and they they ended up missing the next episode of Friday Night SmackDown. They had to bring up guys from NXT, which is basically was at the time the minor leagues because mm-hmm. nobody was in the U.S. to do it. So F1 was scared of that. Everybody's scared,
1: mm-hmm. but yet. F1 saw that happen and still decided the money was worth it. You know what I mean? It's throwing caution to the wind. And from like life. you just
0: said, it goes back to the money. Everybody's got a price. And I feel like that's the main thing that you have to take out of this is that money's gonna can change anybody. Anybody's going to make that decision based on money, and it's hard not to. We just have to be able to sit back and look a little bit more at the morals. And as long as we feel okay with our decisions, that's what we have to go with. If you as Great. an individual feel fine... Do what your gut tells you. You know, no one can criticize you for doing what your gut tells you. They might criticize you, but they have no right to criticize you. Whether that be backing these events, doing your own thing on the side. Make it you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do your own thing. And that's a little bit taking away from just the Saudis a little bit. That's just an overall life thing. Oh, yeah. You know, don't listen to what anybody else is telling you about it. You got to do what's good for you. And if that's taking the money, that's taking the money. Even if you look at different sides of our country right now, Democrat, Republican, people can blame, let's say, Trump right now for holding the LIV golf event at his place um, in New Jersey, but then you could also look at Biden, who's fist bumping the Crown Prince within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's everybody. You know, everybody's just trying to tiptoe that line, and it's tough. You know, I listen to people on podcasts, watching on shows. People just got to make strong decisions. You have to say yeah. things and mean it. You can't say things and mm-hmm. toe the line. I do it here little bit on this podcast and i admit that Mm -hmm. i want to try and start getting away from that toe in that line i want to start making more this is the way it should be and this is the way it needs to be Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's tough to do that because even for me i might not have the answer i might not know the answer Mm In this topic especially i don't know the answer should we boycott everything the saudis are involved with should we support everything the saudis are involved with or should we should we tiptoe that line Mm -hmm. and for me the answer right now is probably tiptoeing the line because it's impossible to to, to, to do a complete boycott I'm still going to Disney still taking that Uber you know maybe I'll go to the LIV golf event this weekend who knows it's something to do something to go see Mm -hmm. an event where I can see some of the top talent in golf I'm not going to see better golf anywhere else maybe not even the PGA Tour right now based on the guys that they're bringing in and it's that difficult decision that we all have to make of what it's worth to you and that's what I want to leave everybody with today what it's worth to you You make your decision and base it off that. If you feel comfortable doing something, do it. If you don't feel comfortable supporting something, don't support it. Just do you. And for now, that's where we're going to wrap up this discussion. Those are our takes today. Love them or hate them, we're going to keep making them. Stay safe, and we'll see you all on the flip side.